All right, ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into the right place. Mason, Ireland, Andy Kamenetsky, and for John. Day after we find out the Lakers going to Vegas for the uh, big tournament tomorrow night, they will play the Narlins Pelicans with a chance to face the winner of Bucks versus Indiana. Also played tomorrow night. The championship game would be Saturday. So uh, if you keep track, and the the tournament has added a lot of steam to this whole thing. I did not. I did not think for a second it would take off this quickly. Yeah. I mean, it's a hit. Yeah. I don't think there's any way around it. It's a hit. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Shohei Otani is out there on the market, and we found out there's there's a sandwich shop in San Francisco that has offered Shohei lifetime sandwiches. So uh, we're trying to counter that. And so far, we've got, let's see, uh, lifetime scratchers, lottery scratchers, which is a good price. Lifetime veterinary care. Yeah, with the lottery scratchers. If he's going to be making like six hundred million dollars or whatever, you, so, does he need to really do? Were you not scratchers? listening? He loves scratchers. He loves scratchers. Dave Roberts said it yesterday. Of course. <laughs> uh, it's one of the things they talked about. Yeah. Lifetime legal services. Jacob Abrani. Uh, let's let's try William in West Hollywood. Hey, William. Good afternoon. Well, yeah. Go Dodgers. Yes. Go Dodgers. I think we should offer him a King Tacos for life. King's you Tacos know, for life. King Tacos, good. I yeah. think not, nothing is more in LA than tacos. And okay, that we won't say. I no. got it. I got it. You got. I got it too. Brian, if you can get that. Did you please. get that also? Did yeah. we all get it? We got it. Yeah. There's only okay. two. I mean, we don't have anything anymore. So let's not take a call for a little while. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, so thanks a clock. Thanks a lot. Two o'clock call today. Yeah, love it. Best thing we do. Well, wow. you know what's weird? It was a little funny. Well, I mean, if it was, <laughs> if it was like, it was like me and you talking, it'd be hilarious. Yeah, it'd be hilarious <laughs> off the air. Yeah, just not, on the air. That's not funny. It don't fly. I mean, it's funny, but it's not funny. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. This is why you guys don't take calls. Yeah, I know. This is it's... why nobody should take calls. Oh, come on. And we like, want, we like the people to be involved in the show. Yeah. This is the high wire act that is live radio. Yeah. Because I, you can't even go and you can't screen that. You don't know that they're going to do that. Right. No, it's true. Yeah, because I never do, saw that coming. You know, we do the please don't say ask how you're doing thing or whatever. Yeah. Just, <sighs> so you just, you just jump right in. Laura, you're new to the show. You vote no calls along with Greg. Oh, I love calls because okay. people are, you know, people can give you stuff. Right. But. I also feel yep. like you get that. <laughs> yeah, no, you do. That you is do part get of that. the deal. That's the risk. So and John Island would say, that's why we take them, because it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> uh, let, me, let me switch up here. Let me switch up. Uh, I want to do something else. <laughs> Saw a story from Sports Illustrated today. came through my Apple News. And my first thought was, why should I believe anything Sports Illustrated does anymore? I think they've lost credibility forever. They used AI and had created fake profiles for writers. Why would I look at SI and take it seriously ever again? Well, who did they who do they claim wrote this piece? Well, you, you know, they they gave them a fake bio. Sure. I'm, it was like Ted Johnson wrote the piece and there's like a fake bio. Okay, I'm just asking like this SI article that you looked at. Yeah. Was it a recognizable name like like a Tom Verducci? No, it was it was like Joe Smith. Oh, that you're done. Yeah, no, it was not. Do you don't know this story? No, I know the story. I'm just saying this is how, at this point, the only way I will read anything at SI 
would be like, I think Tom Verducci is still there, but like Tom Verducci, I know who he is. Right. He is a credible baseball yes, he writer. Yes, he is. You know, if it is somebody that I recognize at this point, I will never read a new writer right. at Sports Illustrated. Like, that's done. Yeah, no, because who knows? Because they're probably thinking now, okay, we got busted once. Yeah. Now's the time to do it again. You know what's weird? If they had not created the fake bios, if they just had AI writing articles, I would be like, okay, AI wrote this. There's some facts. Well, it's a game recap. There's really no way to screw it up. Apparently, though, the tells were pretty obvious. Really? Like- you could see similarities between article to article to article. The insight was kind of non-existent. Yes. Like, it was pretty bad writing. Mm-hmm. So you start wondering, like, what, what's going on with SI? You yeah, know? yeah. Terrible. Um, all right, and I want to do Whatever this happened, too. by the way, did you ever end up writing for Matthew Barry? I did. Did you not read the article? I did not. Oh, wow. my God, it's... Andy, that's Isn't like not rule nominated? number one. I think it's going to win the Pulitzer. That's what I heard. I heard that it's <laughs> Is it the Pulitzer it, or the Pulitzer? Pulitzer. Pulitzer. Pulitzer but yeah. in also, it's not actually your part that's going to win it. It's going to be the Matthew Berry leading up the thousand words before right. your thousand Matthew words. Matthew Berry said, right, about a thousand to eighteen hundred yeah. words. So I thought, okay, brevity is the soul of wit. Is that an expression? It is. Okay. Brevity is, is so I, I wrote one thousand words. On the dot. I think it made one thousand two. Matthew Berry then wrote a thousand-page introduction for me. Very nice introduction. It is, but it took up the whole thing, and it said everything that you were going to say in the article. Yeah, thanks for... <laughs> you know what, though, that shows? No, no, it was a great article. Like, honestly, it was written very well. I, okay, I didn't... First of all, I got to check this out. I actually did not know that this happened. Yeah. I mean, I don't use the word masterpiece very often. Barry Except for could... the Pulitzer part of it. You know what? <laughs> the Pulitzer. You know what? He couldn't stand you getting those type of, you know, accolades, accolades and yeah. applause. Like you actually threatened Matthew Barry out of retirement. He was in he semi-retirement. He did write a a uh, love-hate column leading up to my love-hate column. Right. <laughs> he felt the footsteps. Yeah. Hey Andy, do you think Tom Verducci will leave SI after all this? Would you if you were writing for SI, That's would a good you question. would you leave SI? I mean, look. Because you're not credible anymore. The way things have been going at SI, not to put their business too out in the streets, I would imagine a lot of riders with other options are at minimum looking around. Like, wouldn't you go to the Athletic or something like that? I mean, you don't don't want your credibility to be sullied by the stuff that's going on at the outlet that you have nothing to do with. Does it it affect the swimsuit issue? Um, They're not real anymore. (laughs) They're not real. It's all AI. AI. (laughs) Swimsuit models? Yeah, AI The body issue is no longer. No longer. It's it's just imaginary. (laughs) Make make your own model. Uh, Anime? Yeah. Sure, anime. (laughs) Let's do an anime. Do we have anything? What's the latest on Otani? You got anything? He's a Dodger, according to Dave Roberts. Yeah, right. (laughs) God, what a weird story. What a stupid thing to do. And what a weird way to handle it i just i agree with buster only it's just joyless it's like it could be so much fun otani traveling around the country oh look he's there he's in Toronto. now he's in la he went to san francisco all the wild speculation that goes on we're not getting any of that because loose lips are apparently sinking ships you know i was thinking about this though because like on one hand it would be seemingly more fun for all of us if otani handled free agency the way we see a lot of other athletes in sports do their free agency, which is turn it into an event. Yes. But what it wouldn't be, clearly, is fun for Otani. 
And like right. we, we are so used now to athletes taking every opportunity they can to, you know, build their proverbial brand. Clearly, Otani's like, look, my brand is I do unheard of things in baseball on a regular basis. I'm the best player in the game. I'm already world famous. I already have plenty of endorsements. I, I'm already going to be probably a billionaire right. by the time this is all said and done. I don't need to build my brand anymore. Because, like, the moment he gives up his privacy, you never get that back. Oh, like it's, sure. It's done. Yeah, yeah. Is it happening, according to Carl Ravitch? Source. Dodgers meeting with Shohei Otani at Dodger Stadium was indeed on Friday. Team store was closed down. Ballpark tours canceled. And that's the day that Otani toured the facility. So there's the very latest. But Ooh. isn't that not allowed out, if, according to everything we're talking about? Uh, this was uh, Fabian, Ardaya. Fabian Ardaya and Bill Plunkett somehow combined for this report. Well, yeah, baseball writers. It's combined. not allowed out, but you can't put it on anybody. That's just one of their sources. But you can't directly point. At, that could be a source from a different team. I think I know who the source is. Who is it? Dave Roberts. <laughs> Dave Roberts. <laughs> he just likes to tell everything. Right. He's just, he'll tell you anything. Maybe he doesn't want Otani. He's trying to sabotage this. Whoa. So he's tra- sabotaging his job then? He's getting paid either it way. It is so well, weird. For one year. I mean, Dave is a wonderful guy, right? We all agree on that. Yeah. yeah it doesn't matter about wonderful guy. Of course he's a wonderful guy. You can see where this is going, Greg. <laughs> Seriously. But I said after the season, I think they need a change. And it's not because Dave has – I just think they need a different temperament when they approach the playoffs. Uh, Dave has been a great manager in the – he's done some dumb stuff, I think, in the postseason. Um, and so I thought there should be a change. Now, if Otani does not sign with the Dodgers, everybody's going to blame Dave for it. And it could have absolutely zero Nothing to do with to it. Do with it. It's crazy. Well, it's his fault now, no matter what. No matter what. He signs with San Francisco, Dave's fault. Dave! Signs with Toronto. Dave! Dave. Chicago. Dave! Yeah. Doesn't matter. I mean, can we want to go more teams? Diamondbacks. Dave! Dave. (laughs) Royals. Dave! (laughs) Marlins. Dave! Yankees. Dave! Yeah. That's the way we're all going to feel if it it doesn't go our way. It could literally have nothing to do with Dave Roberts at all. Yeah. Like, Otani may have been charmed by Dave Roberts. Sure. Like, could have been. Thought he was maybe the best manager in terms of just people skills, vision for baseball, everything. And for whatever reason, he just liked the Blue Jays setup better. Right. Like, there's less media sure. in Toronto. He can be more private. Exactly. Stuff. Yeah. Love Dave. Like, wishes Dave Roberts was the manager of the Blue Jays, and then he could have the best of all worlds. Dave Roberts is still going to be yeah. blamed. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to do one thing before I go to break. So I'm working with the Southern California Hyundai dealers, mm-hmm. and I am driving this Elantra right now. <laughs> I thought you were about to make an offer. Oh, yeah, and I'm going to give them <laughs> Hyundais for life. No, I am driving this Elantra right now, which is a hybrid. Have you ever driven a hybrid? Um, Like a little Bergman, bit. Bergman, you have a hybrid, I right? have a hybrid, okay, yeah. Let me tell you something. I am fascinated by watching the little icon on the screen uh, in front of me that tells me how many miles per gallon I'm getting. So I'm driving differently in order to get a really good number. So today I was 45.7 miles per gallon, which is insane to me. That's crazy. And gas is so expensive, right? 
And and all of a sudden, I'm saving it, but it's that little number. I got to 45.7 today. That's crazy. It's amazing. Uh, by the way, according to John Morosi, yeah. Uh-oh. Juan Soto trade. Oh, it's done? It's happening. He's going to the Yankees. Going to the Yankees. It's done? Yep. According to John Morosi. I trust Morosi. I trust Morosi. So Juan Soto to the Yankees. All right. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk to uh, Coach Sean McVay. Uh, in a minute here, Dodger or the uh, the Rams we definitely can find out what McVeigh would offer to get Otani here. Oh, that's here. right, season tickets. He knows people. Rams season tickets. We got to ask him. We will Seriously. ask him. All right. Uh, at some point, uh, Sean McVay is going to join us. We'll keep you up to date on Otani, and we'll circle back to the Lakers who are on their way to Vegas, Mesa, and Ireland. Andy's in for John. Seven ten ESPN. Let me dunk this in here. And then we'll get back to, I, I want to do some Lakers. But USC is definitely going to have a new quarterback next year. And I don't think it's somebody that is currently on the roster. Uh, so this is what Lincoln Riley said this week. He said, I like the guys we have in the room, the quarterback room. But I also, you always have a responsibility to the team to continue to look at potential people that could come in and make our room better and make our team better. You know, that's that's just flat out, I'm bringing somebody in. That, you know what that is? That is a softer, more politically correct version of when Deion Sanders said, see, half these guys here, they're not going to be on the team next year. It's true. It's totally yeah, true. It's, it's the nicer way of saying it. And a couple of names that are floating around out there as potential transfers to USC. Uh, Oregon State's quarterback, say his name. DJ. Mm-hmm. Say it with me. DJ. DJ. Uunga. Uunga. Lele. Lele. Uunga Lele. Uunga Lele. Uunga Lele. Uunga. Uunga Lele. Yeah. Don't be like Cappy and say ukulele. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The other guys that are out there, a list of available players. Washington State's Cameron Ward. He had a really good year. Kansas State's Will Howard. Uh, And Howard is apparently one of the guys that they're really, really focused on. So it's not going to be Miller Moss who's going to play the bowl game. It's unlikely to be Malachi Nelson, who is a big recruit, and they're going to bring in somebody. And I think, by the way, this is something we're going to see in college football all the time. It's the it's the free agency portal. Okay, you know what, though? Mm-hmm. That makes this bowl game huge for Miller Moss before he potentially enters the transfer portal. Right. Because he knows, I'm never going to be the regular quarterback at USC. So it's this true. game is actually really important for him. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. So the bowl game, although I, I'd be honest, I'm a huge Trojans fan. So am I. I don't even know where the hell they're going. Where are they? They're going back to holiday San Diego, bowl. right? Holiday Bowl. Look, they always wind up. When in the I was going to say, when in doubt for USC, yeah. if it's a year where they don't go to the Rose Bowl or like the national championship, chances are it's the Holiday Bowl. Yeah. And who who's USC playing? I should know. Do they play? Oh, Louisville. Yeah, Louisville. Louisville. Classic matchup. Yeah, when those two get together. Oh, yeah. And, oh, the motivation. Can you imagine the motivation that USC is going to have in that game? I'm shocked that Caleb Williams doesn't want to play. Shocked. Uh, yeah, it's shocking. I thought for sure he would play. Big game for Miller Moss, though. I'm, I'm not you're, even kidding. No, you're right. No, it is a big game for him. Maybe um, UCLA will take him in the transfer portal because we need somebody. Yep, no you need somebody. All right, so last night in... Uh, at Crypto.com Arena, the Lakers punched their ticket to go to Vegas for the in-season tournament. The semifinals are tomorrow night, and then the final on Saturday night uh, will be the winner of Lakers-Pelicans and Indiana-Milwaukee. And there is no 
question at this point. And you heard it, by the way, in John Ireland's call. We're going to Vegas, baby. You heard it in uh, Darvin Ham before the game said, uh, guys care about this because there's a bag. <laughs> 500000 is a lot of money. It is. Um, and LeBron has said, we are great competitors in for a fight. Let's fight. I mean, the tournament is a real thing now. Yeah, this is one of the things that I, I will admit, like a lot of people, I was cynical about this heading into it. I wasn't against it. Like, I didn't think it was stupid. or I was just like, I don't quite get what it is. And I think it's going to take a while for it to start feeling like a thing right. for the players. But the thing that I underestimate, and I think most people underestimate it, is these guys are competitive psychopaths. Like, they are so wired to be competitive the minute you put anything in some type of competitive setting, even if it is truly invented, and you don't even quite know what the stakes are, the minute you say it is a competition, it's on. Yes. It's like, these guys want to yeah. win it. And the one thing you say from last night, first of all, is just a terrific game. It was just a great game. And it's fun to watch Kevin Durant, who is just a sniper out there. And uh, But LeBron, 15 points in the fourth quarter, 15 of his 31 in the fourth quarter. It's just insane what he's doing. He's going to turn 39 Nine. in a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. And and the, the other thing about last night is they're about at 100% in terms of health. They've got Reddish back. They've got Rui back. They've got Vanderbilt back. Dude, Vando, his defense in this game, particularly on Durant. Like, Durant got his because Kevin Durant's Kevin Durant. But there were so many possessions where – Vando even either forced a turnover or just forced a really difficult shot. He had four offensive rebounds in the first half. Yes. Like, and for a team that, you know, their offense needs more opportunities, those offensive rebounds are he, like yesterday in the first half, they had 15 second chance points. They entered that game averaging less than 10. No, they are not a good second chance no. points team. No, they're terrible. Yeah, actually. and they're bad on the boards. Yes. They have been very bad on the right. boards. Right. It is huge having somebody like Vanderbilt that, you know, that is one of his specialties. Yeah. He's really good on the offensive glass. They need it. So uh, in the Mason and Ireland, oh, do we have, uh, yeah, Coach McVay is going to join us here in a second. Um, of course, the, the uh, Rams are now six and six and right in it, right in the, in the middle of the whole thing. Uh, I never had a doubt that they were going to climb back into this three-game winning streak. They're at Baltimore on Sunday, and in a minute, Sean is going to be with us. Um, we're going to ask him if he'll offer. We got him? Yep. Sean, good afternoon. What's going on? All is good, man. We are a little bit on Shohei Otani watch, and uh, we've been offering him stuff to get him to come to the Dodgers. So we got him free lotto scratchers. Uh, we got him free King Tacos. We got him all this stuff. We've also been putting people on the hook, Sean, in terms of having them offer things as well, or even making offers for them. So is there anything you'd like to offer Shohei Otani if he signs with the Dodgers? Yeah, he can come sit in the box with my wife at the next home game. Oh, there you and, go. And nice. That is awesome. I don't know if you really want to do that, but I'm sure they have a hell of a time up there. Absolutely. Hey, you know, I was, I was thinking about this today. We just put up our Christmas tree. We have a live Christmas tree. Do you do at the McVeigh home, do you do the live Christmas tree or do you do the uh, artificial? Artificial. The live's way too much work, man. It is a I lot of work. I appreciate you do it, 
But uh, you know what? If if I'm going to have to put it up and down right there, I, I know uh, I know the time is limited during this time of year. But I, hey, kudos to you for the real Christmas tree. We'll keep going with the fake one at the McVay household. You know what work. we do? We get like the littlest wimpiest tree like a little charlie brown tree <laughs> where you put the star on top and it kind of leans over to one side that's the kind of christmas tree we like the charlie brown christmas tree not a big fancy one yeah hey you know what whatever uh whatever works for you i can appreciate that you know i we've had we've had real ones when i was growing up but i'm all about convenience if it still gets the uh job done especially with uh, everything going on right now now i'm correct Th- this is baby's first christmas right it is. Yep. So we're uh, first one with little man, and uh, pretty cool. That is cool. That is cool. You know what else is pretty cool? Six and six in and the hunt. right in the middle of the playoff hunt, Coach. Congratulations, man. You're in it. Hey, we got We got to keep it going, man. There's a lot of football left, and we have, uh, you know, arguably as good a challenge as we could have based on, uh, you know, playing as complete a team as there is in this league at their place. So, Got a lot of work to do this week, but we're excited about the challenge. But I, I, I like the way that our team has played. They've done a great job off of the bye, winning three straight. And, you know, it's about what have you done lately for me, so let's keep this thing rolling. You know, the one thing I noticed at the game on Sunday is that anybody that wasn't playing had like a jersey or a hoodie on that said, we not me. Is that like a, it's like a, a team uh, theme right now for you, Coach? Yeah, it's kind of been a consistent theme that we've operated with for a handful of years and um, you know, it's always about the team. And, uh, you know, those are some of the things that kind of just guide the way that we want to try to operate as a culture and really pour into each other. But uh, We Not Me is something that we've kind of, uh, you know, carried as a calling card for ourselves for a long time. You've always expressed a lot of confidence in this team and the, and the players that you have. But at the same time, this was a season I know that a lot of us weren't quite sure what it was going to be. You guys are now six and six. Has there been any element of surprise for you at all? Just because I think it was a difficult season to predict. Yeah, you know, I don't think so because I see the way these guys work day in and day out. And what I do think has served us well is I thought we were playing better football than what our record reflected in the first nine games of the season. But you could see the growth. You could see the ability to get some guys back healthy from injury. You saw the consistency at which the guys approached their weekly rhythm and routine. Um, and then I think the most important thing is, is let's play your best ball in December and into January. And, and playing meaningful football in December is an important thing. You know, we've been fortunate to be in a lot of these situations where you're playing meaningful games in December over the last handful of years. And um, I'm really happy for these guys. But I know that the only way that you do that is you continue to take care of your business and, and you continue to be committed to a consistent process. And, what this group has done and it's a great mix of young guys um with some veterans that are modeling the way and really elevating a lot of guys around them uh last week i think i told you that uh you know i'm at all the games that when uh the kicker lined up i was always holding my breath uh you're making a change of kicker right now what's weird is like for the last week i've been saying why not mason crosby why not mason crosby talk about this sort of move to mason crosby now at the kicker position Oh, I was listening to you on the radio, and I said we probably should listen to you. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, you know what? It it actually offers a really unique opportunity because I do think Lucas is a guy that has uh, has a bright future. He's got a lot of ability. He's a young player. You look at great kickers in the history of this league, um, there's times that you go through some rough patches. But 
to be able to have a player of Mason's caliber on the street um, and with his experiences, I, I think it's great to be able to bring him in, um, potentially flex him up to where he's been a lot of big-time games, and we know that we've got an important stretch uh, coming up ahead these last five weeks. And um, So it offered a unique opportunity to get him in here, and, and we're excited to be able to add him to the mix. So, Coach, what do you do with Lamar Jackson? I mean, he is, he's mobile, he runs, uh, he's become a really great pocket passer when, when, when that's the play. Uh, what, what, how do you even defend Lamar Jackson? Yeah, you have to play great defense. You have to play 11 as one. Um, he's a problem, and he's been a problem since he came into this league. He's a great player. I think they're doing a great job of utilizing you know, a variety of his skill sets, whether that's um, as a passer, whether it's him being able to you know, athletically create off schedule as a passer or a runner, they can pick and choose their spots to change the math when they use him as a runner, and then he's got great playmakers and a great scheme. And so that is, uh, that is a combination of a lot of problems when you're trying to defend him. But, uh, you know, like we said, you love these challenges in the NFL, and this is as good as it gets going to Baltimore at Baltimore with Lamar Jackson leading the way. They are coming off a bye, correct? They are. Is there anything that you've noticed over your time coaching that becomes a particular challenge when you're taking on a team coming off that bye? Yeah, you know, usually they get guys back healthy. There are some times that that enables them to be able to add some wrinkles to their schemes um, based on, you know, the, the time that's allotted to kind of be able to look at yourself through, you know, in their case, the first 12 weeks of the season. And so they are, um, you know, we've got to be ready for it. But they've, they've done an excellent job. You know, Coach Harbaugh has consistently been a phenomenal leader for them. I know him. I have a lot of respect for him. And then, you know, they got great personnel, great coaches, great scheme, and um, all of those things. You know, you're checking the boxes and all the important things, and that's why they're at the top of the AFC and consistently in these types of conversations year in and year out. All right, listen, Coach, we are excited for Sunday, excited for this three-game winning streak, uh, at, you know, right in the thick of everything. So uh, go get them on Sunday. And, by the way, we will tell Shohei uh, when he calls in. I think I think he's going to call in today. We'll tell him that he can watch a game with Veronica in the box at SoFi Stadium. That's a fantastic offer. And whatever guests he wants to bring to. Oh, nice. nice. Way to step up for the city. Thank you. All right, uh, Coach. Hey, oh, my wife might be not happy with me, but what the hell? Let's get him here. There you go. It's for the city. Yeah, it's for it's for it's for L.A. All right. Hey, Coach, go get him on Sunday, man. Excited for it. Let's go. Appreciate it, guys. All right. There's uh, Coach Sean McVay offering Shohei Otani the opportunity to sit in the box at SoFi Stadium with his wife and bring any guests he wants. Unlimited guests. Yeah. I took that to mean unlimited Me guests. As many people as he wants. So that includes us because we're we're brokering this so all of us get to go. That's we're hard. making the deal. Do yeah. we have any uh, anything new on Otani? Anything? No, I just want to know why you didn't ask a follow-up about Lucas Haversick still being on the Because I, I think he's on the practice squad, and I don't want to... I mean, then he would say he's on the practice squad. It sounded like he's carrying both. He says he's got a bright future. I no, it doesn't sound like. He's Did that not sound like? No, that to it you? didn't. It Andy, sounds how like, did it no. sound like to you? Um, sounds it sounds like, like he was being diplomatic. Sounds like he's being nice, and yeah. and Lucas Haversick may be on the practice squad, but he, as he said, you heard me on the radio talking about Mason Crosby. Right. As recently as yesterday, <laughs> that was good. If that nothing good. else, he doesn't think he has a bright, immediate day in football because otherwise he'd still be the regular kicker and I mean that's not a slam on him he's inexperienced but for the, what the Rams are doing right now where every game counts they need an experienced reliable kicker it's yeah. really important I mean he missed that first field goal and I was like there it is 
There we go. There we go. All right, coming up next, time for our weekly check of the NBA power rankings. Where are the Lakers on the list? We will get into that coming up next. And tell me again. Service Titan, and also you have Jacob and Ryan. Excellent. Thank you very much. So whenever Coach Sean McVay is on the show, it is brought to you by Service Titan, the all-in-one solution that connects your entire HVAC electrical and plumbing operation on a single software platform, helping make the combination we love every Ram season. Coach Sean McVay and Mason in Ireland every single week. All right, so I mentioned Jacob and Ronnie earlier. Jacob is prepared to offer free legal services to Shohei Otani for life if he comes to L.A. Are you doing that for him, or is he actually doing that? Doing that on his behalf. Okay, okay. On his behalf. And uh, whether Shohei or anybody else is involved in an accident of any kind, uh, you want Jacob Imrani. He's been doing this for 25 years. Come on, guys. You've heard me talk about him. Uh, imagine you're hiring one person and you got somebody else handling your case. This happens all the time. Uh, some firms will say that accident is too small, not worth our time so they farm it out to a smaller less experienced firm that's the reason why if you're in an accident call jacob every case is equally important to jacob and he will not hand your case off to somebody else and let's face it who do you want dealing with the insurance company jacob or potentially somebody a few months out of law school don't take the risk if you're injured in an accident call jacob get the medical care you need and the compensation that you deserve because remember a lot of attorneys say they'll fight for you Call Jacob. He'll win for you. 844-24-JACOB. That's 844-24-JACOB. 844-24-JACOB. Or remember... Accident or injury. Call Jacob and Ronnie. Call Jacob. Call Jacob.com. Mason, Ireland. 710 ESPN. All right. It's the day after the Lakers punched their ticket to Vegas. Years ago, we had a uh, voicemail call. And all it was was this. Do we have that song? We should be we playing that play song. It. Yeah, no, I love no. that song. No, it's a, it's a bad song. <laughs> no, it's a great song. Oh, you don't like Elvis. Yeah, he's overrated. No, it's a, this is a great song. He though. is overrated. What, Thank uh, you, Laura. Although, you know. Oh, I got someone on my side. Oh, That's okay. amazing. <laughs> you just like making noises. You don't actually well, like the song. Here's the thing. Noises. Here's the thing. I don't particularly like Elvis either, but doing Elvis voice is really fun. Yeah, it is. Elvis is a fun guy to do impressions of musics. Eh. What do well, you think? Elvis' career on doing someone else's. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We know you're music. <laughs> He's right. What's What's the best Elvis song? To me, none of yeah. them. Uh, Suspicious Minds. Oh, that's a good one. Either that or a little more. What's it called? A little more action. Little, 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 little less more, conversation. Little more yeah. action. Yeah. But I'm not a big Elvis guy either. I'm not either. But I love this song because it's Vegas. You know, I'm going to. This is so one percent. I'm going to the Sphere on Saturday. Wow. Yeah. Ireland has talked a lot about the Sphere. Oh. Have you heard him? <laughs> Yeah, just, you know, 50-50 chance if you tune into this show and Ireland's on, Sphere Talk. He's going to mention the Sphere. There's Sphere Talk. If Ireland tells a story about something, he tells the story about something. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And just in case you didn't hear it the He'll 50th tell it time, tells it again. Yes. <laughs> the next day? Are you going to U2 there? Yeah. Oh, now this is a big deal for you. Oh, my God, I love U2. I was going to say, you this are This is a, the band of my lifetime. You are a massive U2 fan. Yes, yes. And I, Ireland told me, 
don't gummy up before the sphere. But I would think that you do want to gummy up before the sphere because then it becomes, well, oh, okay. look at the colors and the pictures. Here's where I think Ireland might be right. Yeah. Do you think you could get to the sphere a second time? What do you mean? Like, do you think there could be another time in the relatively near future that you could get back to the sphere? I don't know. Well, when somebody good goes there, I'll okay, go Okay, because the, the reason I say this is maybe the first time you go to the sphere, mm -hmm. you should take it ungummied. Just so you really understand the experience, you remember everything, nothing gets past you. Second time at the sphere, that's for the gummy. That's when you gummy up. Yo, that's when you gummy up. Yeah. You know what album they're doing at the sphere? Octung no? Baby. Are they really? They're doing frontside, backside. Well, when albums used to have a frontside and a backside. God, dating ourselves. Dating ourselves, yeah. That is a great yeah, album. Yeah, it's a great album. It's a great album. And then they're doing the hits at the end. I looked at the So they're doing list. front to back Octung Baby? Front to back. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, it's really cool. Really cool. Have they been doing different albums? At no. Different... Octung Baby has been the, the set list. Well, it's about 30 years since Octung Baby came out. Has it really been 30 yeah. years? That album came out like 92, 93, something like that. Ninety-one, wow. yeah. No, it's a classic. It's a classic. Hey, real quick, I want to do this, uh, and then we got what's up. So let me see who does this. Zach Harper. Oh yeah, good, good basketball. Oh, I know writer. Zach I, at the Athletic, uh, the Cinephobe podcast. By the way, really, what really is the fun. Cinephobe podcast? Him and Amin El Hassan and Anthony Mays. They take movies that have gotten fifty percent or less on Rotten Tomatoes. And they go through it, and they ascertain whether or not uh, the movie got a fair shake from the critics or not. Interesting. It's really fun. It's yeah. a funny, fun podcast. We also does weekly a list of NBA power rankings yeah. uh, for The Athletic. And he divides them into tiers. So tier one is uh, tier one is contenders. Tier two is brink of contention. Tier three is playoff team. So I want to... Who do you think he's got as the contenders? There are four of them. And contenders is the upper the echelon? The upper, the top of the top. Milwaukee? Milwaukee's one. Denver? Denver's two. Boston? Boston's three. Number four, I'm going to say... It's not the Lakers yet, right? Nope. Phoenix? No. No. Well, no, but Phoenix has gotten the benefit of doubt from now, a lot of Now, go with me, Andy. Oklahoma. I would put them in there. They're not proven. They're probably in the second tier. They are in the second tier, okay, yeah. brink of contention. Okay, then the number four, if it's... Let's not see. Miami. By the way, it's the team he's got at number one. It's the number team one. he's got Philadelphia. at... It's very surprising. They're off to a really good start. Philly? They've got an emerging superstar. Emerging superstar. It's Minnesota. Oh, well... Uh, okay. Zach is a big Timberwolves fan. Oh, is he really? He yeah, is a Timberwolves fan. So guy. he's shading this? He might be shading it a little oh, bit. Maybe a man. little. That, putting him at number one, like they're starting off well, but putting him at number one. They are playing on. really well. They are though. playing really well. But again, that, would you that, put him at number one? No. That, when was the last time they did so you're anything? Zach's a Timberwolves fan. He, he is a to, to Take the best it with a grain of, of salt. To the best of my recollection. I mean, he's a really good NBA writer. Oh, he's excellent. Rest, the rest of the list doesn't matter.
It's over. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't trust the any list more is list. not legitimate the, the because Minnesota is no longer, number one. Yeah, because you put because you use your own bias and put okay. Minnesota I, well, number okay, one. Okay, let me clarify. I'm pretty sure he's a Timberwolves oh, fan. Wait about a minute. Now you're spreading oh, so the information about Zach Harper. Now I'm worried. Zach Harper and you. Okay. Now I'm Zach Harper. Get me Zach Harper. Find out what he will offer Shohei Otani. Yeah. What is he going to give Shohei? Three Minnesota Timberwolves tickets. So he's got the tier one is Minnesota, Boston, Denver, and Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. The brink of contention, he's got Phoenix and OKC. Playoff teams, he's got Orlando, the Knicks, Philly, Narlins, Sacramento, and Dallas. Wow. Don't have the Lakers listed yet. They have, he has bias, them at, bias, bias. He has them at 15. They are tier four play in tournament teams or better. Indiana, Miami, the Lakers, Cleveland, and Atlanta. Is he even watching the in season tournament? The Lakers are in the final four I, of the in season yeah, tournament. Yeah, I don't get it. I is, don't get it. This came an, out today, by the way. It's an obvious bias. If you, you have Minnesota at the top, the Lakers are below. It's an obvious bias towards. He's still mad the Lakers left it. Minnesota. I, maybe. But that's, I mean, really, yeah. like he can he can say whatever he wants. He's, he is a very good basketball writer. He is, but it's an obvious bias. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree. I mean, I, honestly, don't we all operate with a certain bias? It's yeah. impossible to not have a bias. Don't but you it, have a bias? It, yes, of course I have a bias towards all things LA. But no matter what, if you're writing a story like that, you have to be unbiased. You can have Minnesota up there because they're playing really well. They are. You can have, but you have to put the Lakers in a spot where they're playing well enough that they're they are a legit playoff team. Did okay. this list come out before or after the Lakers eliminated the Phoenix? Came out Suns? yesterday, December five. I, w- I wonder if he would have changed his tune if he had saw this game. Saw that last night. Yeah, because the the Lakers handled the Suns. They like they oh, controlled they did. that game. They did control the game. They led most of the way. Phoenix yeah. took a one point lead late, uh, but the uh, Lakers bounced right back. Uh, Austin Reeves had the big three, and then. The screw up at the end with the ball, loose ball, that, and the timeout. <laughs> the the two-minute report for that should just be like is a Is sh- there a two-minute report there for is. that? I believe there is. There's always one. Yeah. Like, it should just be a shrug emoji. See, I thought that was an automatic review. I don't think it is. Could Frank Vogel have called for a review? Did I he d- burn his review I already? don't think you actually can challenge a review that. Like, I, I don't think you can A actually, timeout during a loose ball. I don't think you can. Yeah, Vogel was pissed. He was really he was so really was pissed. uh so was Devin Booker. Yes, he was. Devin Booker, by the way, he and Cam Reddish looked like they were about to go to blows. Cam Reddish is a nice, really good defender. He actually I, all those guys are defending Rui, Vanderbilt. I'll tell you who's a surprisingly good defender is uh Max Christie. Right now, the Lakers, with their full complement of players, you just listed all those guys. Plus somebody like Tayshawn Prince, who I think is solid. He's not a great defender, mm-hmm. but you can put Torian him Prince. Torian Prince. You can put him more in his like defensive lane, like the right. place where he actually belongs. I mean, he's super long. Yeah, no. Tor- Torian Prince is not a great man defender. He's not a great, uh, you know, on ball defender. But I think he can be a very good help defender, stuff like that. And now that you have all these other guys that you can, everybody can be slotted now to where they are at their best strengths. Yep. And somebody like D'Angelo Russell, for example, who's, a, I think he's trying harder defensively, but he's a weak link defensively. Yeah. But now you can put other guys around him who can help take some of that pressure yeah, off him. Sense. And certain things he does well, like get deflections. That He can start focusing on things like that. He, you know, he got five steals Saturday against Houston. Like you allow somebody like D'Lo to become less of a problem defensively because all these other guys are yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. 
No, I I think they're in good shape tomorrow night. Although they are, I'm trying to think. I've got the odds somewhere. Pelican, I'll, I'll get you the odds coming. The up. Pelicans are playing really well. Playing really well with yeah. everyone back. You want to talk about another team with a lot of wings defensively? Yep. Like they, Herb Jones is a really good defender. Trey Murphy's a really good right, defender. Right. He's a guard, but Jose Alvarado is really disruptive. Yep. This could be a really fun game. All right. What's up, fool? Coming up next, we're going to do some what's up, fool. By the way, Lakers versus Pelicans. You'll hear it here tomorrow on 710 ESPN. And if they make the championship game, you will hear that Saturday night live from Vegas. Mason, Ireland, 710 ESPN. Thanks, Morales. Now, I want to make sure that you're going to be okay with this question first, but... Uh, do you know who Rob Friedman is? No. He's Pitching Ninja on uh, Twitter. Okay. He, he, do you know who that that is, Pitching Ninja? I don't. But he does this, a bunch of things with pitchers. He's really good at it. It's a great follow if you want to okay. see anything baseball pitching related. Got but it. he put this into uh, put this out there. It says, bad news. You sold your soul to the devil. Good news. You can win it back by beating the devil's team in one baseball game. Naturally, Satan's lineup has the nine best hitters ever. But you can pick any pitcher in history to pitch first Devils team. Uh. Who's your starting pitcher? Anytime, anytime, in anybody that you want, any pitcher in the history of baseball to go against the nine best hitters ever in baseball history. So it's like Lucifer's batting cleanup. <laughs> yeah, Beals above. If, if he was a, no, if he was, if he was a real hitter, it'd be like Barry Bonds and you know Aaron Judge and you know right. going with the best hitters. I Ken am Griffey gonna Jr. go with one of my all-time favorites, Nolan Ryan. I'm oh, he's gonna walk Nolan a ton Ryan. of them. Yeah, but he's gonna strike a ton of them <laughs> or out. Hit them in the strike out the, the devil. He'll probably no, throw it's not the devil. The devil's not playing. <laughs> it's the devil's team. You're real baseball players. Who's who's on? Who's Third. managing? Who's who's on first? <laughs> what? What? He's on second. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I would go with Nolan Ryan. What about you? I'm going Bob Gibson. Bob Gibson's a, a great, call. great pitcher. B, intimidating. Yeah, he, he is. can stare down all of those great hell's batters. Oh yeah, being a few of them. Right. Chin music. Yeah, I mean they're probably taking BP and Hall right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to pick between two. Um, it's either Randy Johnson, oh yeah, that's which good. would just be incredible, that or be. I think the right answer is actually like peak Pedro Martinez. Peak Pedro is peak really Pedro. Good. He was a peak good. Pedro in the steroid era. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's Pedro. I think Pedro. Pedro's the regular right season curse. Regular <laughs> season curse. Oh, that's a good one. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Is this a regular season game or a playoff game? Do we know? Oh, well, if it's a playoff game, it's not Pedro because the Yankees. You know, they were there was dead. Daddy. Right. Yeah. yeah. So then it's Randy Johnson. I'm switching all over again. Randy yes. Johnson. Randy guy. Johnson it is. I'm sticking with Bob Gibson. I'm sticking with Nolan Ryan. Regular season curse. Regular season curse. <laughs> What's up, fool? I got to say, Adam Silver was on Pat McAfee's show this morning and uh, said some things about the in-season tournament and how it's going so far. And one of the things he said was the courts this year he was a fan of, but they were, quote, a little cookie cutter for him because that the courts were kind of a last-minute thing. And next year that they wish to have sponsorships or partnerships with the court and uh, the teams will have a little more freedom and mm-hmm. even hinted at possible fan contests. Really? Yeah. So for like, the court? For the court. Is there any kind of design that you think would fit for the Lakers out here that goes for the uh, you know L.A. style that you could think of? Feels like stars should be on the court somewhere. Like like actual stars. I gotta be honest. I wouldn't change much of the Lakers. You like court. the court. I think the now. Lakers had one of the be- the Lakers and the Clippers 
I think both had really good courts. Like L.A. apparently understood the concept of design. Right. Did, I th- are you saying did L.A. design the court? I'm just saying, or did the NBA design it? Well, no. The the Lakers. I'm, I assume at least each team does their own. I don't. You know, they're they're in charge of what they who want. designed that god awful Portland court. Let me tell you, that was terrible. Red courts should be outlawed. It was awful. Ju- like to watch. red is. D- it's dangerous to your health right. looking at those things. I totally agreed. And do, have you seen the the quarter, the semifinals and finals? Court? No, it's it's out. They showed a picture of it. It's blue on the outside and red in the middle. So it's another it's another it's a bad red court. court. It's a it's a bad court for both teams. Yeah, they're playing on the same court. I didn't know in if Vegas. they changed out the court. Oh no, no, so. they're going no, they're going to Vegas and they're playing on the same court. Oh, I believe. Yeah, yeah it's it's blue and red. Blue and red. Yeah, Yeah, I think the core part is I think the idea of fan content is actually really smart. There's so many so many people out there using their Photoshop, Photoshop and and Adobe and all that stuff. They can come up with something really cool and submit it. And and maybe an element becomes part of the court. Yeah, I thought something cool like the Oregon's court, how they have, you know, all the trees or the redwoods, something like that, you know, something more unique rather than just the colorways. That's what I was thinking, like stars around the perimeter or something like that. Oregon's court is terrible with those trees that are all on there. Oh, it's like so it. hard to watch a game with all it those does trees get, on it. It does get it's distracting. Yeah, it is distracting. Well, that's the problem with a lot of these solid red courts that we've seen during the in-season tournament. Like, they're blinding. They're really distracting. Yeah, yeah. Like That's why I like the Lakers. The Lakers is just clean. It's just yellow and purple. Yeah, looks great. good. Yes, great. What's up, fool? All right, so Upper Deck Golf is also putting on an event today that's starting today through Sunday. Yeah. Uh, it's the official. They're partnered with Stand Up to Cancer, and they're doing a golfing at Dodger Stadium. And I've seen this before at Petco Park, and I think they've done it before at Dodger yes, Stadium. Yes, they have. But how cool is this that you can actually you get VIP tickets, you get special access to the stadium, and you're just hitting golf balls onto the field? They apparently have set up nine holes at Dodger Stadium. So you can go out and play nine, and I've not seen – has anybody seen pictures of what it looks like playing golf at Dodger Stadium? Just very basic photos. Um, Someone sitting, standing in a suite and yeah. hitting out like of you're it. teeing right, yeah. off from the load. I'm or assuming something. that there's just nine holes in the outfield. It, it looks kind of like have, have you ever been, have you ever been to Top Golf or anywhere where you go to a driving range? Yeah, very yes. similar to where that you're kind up of. top. Yes, it looks like that type of view, and they've set up some type of course where either you're hitting all the time from that level or I, I guess maybe different spots right. around Dodger Stadium. Okay, this thought came to me when we were discussing the show before we came on. Okay. In-season tournament, no matter how far the Lakers go, it ends December 9th. You're done on the 9th. Correct. Saturday, uh, right? Yeah, Saturday. Sunday is the last day of this. Dodgers need to figure out a way to get Austin Reeves to this and show Reeves oh, playing yeah, this Reeves, course. John is Ireland has played with uh, Austin Reeves and says he's unbelievable. Dan Wojcik, who covers the Lakers for the LA Times, has also played with Reeves. Yeah. Like, and Dan's actually a pretty good golfer. Reeves is really good. Yeah, yeah. Like, could maybe join the senior tour or something like that. Bless you. Dying over there? What's going on? <laughs> it was a sneeze. That was a large sneeze. I got my mic off, though, in time. I, I was you did very a great job with turning your mic off. Yes, yeah, there's was a very large market thing for you to do. Yeah. What's up, fool? All right, guys. So I have an interesting story that I had sent to me so well back, and it's about female frogs. So female frogs, when they don't want any attention from the male frogs, they um, go into a toxic immobility that makes them look like they're dead. Hmm. And I'm like, I'm not mad at that. Sometimes so in other words, <laughs> So in other words, the female frogs 
will pretend to be dead. They play dead. So they don't have to deal with the male frogs. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Is that like when a girl ghosts you? Well, it oh, feels to me funny. like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it is, right? It you feels guys to have me, that, you know? Oh, I was going to say, it feels to me like when my wife gives me the silent treatment. Mm-hmm. Like when it just doesn't matter Do, what. How I often s- does she give you the silent treatment? Um, more often than I'd prefer. Yeah. <laughs> the silent treatment is actually a pretty good punishment. It's the worst. Like, I, u- I use it sometimes. It's the worst. Don't. Do you. Do you ever use it with Allison, Brian? Uh, not really. She probably use it towards me, but she does use yeah. it. Then that'll Berg- get under my skin. Bergman, you ever use the silent treatment? It really doesn't work. for It me. does. Totally works for me. It doesn't work for you. If I if I go sw- silent, then it's like great. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's how I feel too. That's <laughs> <laughs> weird. All right, uh, coming up next for you, the number one song on the Billboard charts is a big surprise. Tell you what it is. Coming up next, Mason in Ireland, Andy in for John, 710 ESPN.